Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Red X Podcast. My name is Andrew. I am so excited for today's episode. We've got a return guest, one of my favorite guests, uh, Jay Baruby. Jay, how you doing, my man? What's up, Andrew? Doing good, bud. Excellent. Did I get your last name right? Yep, you nailed it. Nailed it. Love love it when that happens. Excellent. Well, Jay is joining us today uh, to talk about uh, so many amazing things. We're going to be talking about some amazing information and insights about how to attract the right clients in 2022, right? It's the end of the year. Um, we're wrapping up. I think a lot of agents are wondering, you know, we've had such a crazy year in real estate. What's going to happen next year? How should we prepare, right? Uh, is it going to be as crazy as it is this year? We're going to talk about so many amazing things like getting a well-rounded lead gen strategy in place, def uh, defining your leads, diversifying those leads, and then, and then, you know, finding a superpower that you can use to attract the right clients. So we'll get into all of that in just a minute here. First, a little housekeeping. Uh, as always, this is a participatory event. So if you are joining us live on YouTube, on Facebook, wherever you're at, please, 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 if you have any questions for Jay, chat them in and we will do our best to get those answered. I'll pass them along. We'll show them on screen here. Um, also, if you, uh, you know, make sure you're subscribed to the show, show here on YouTube. Uh, or or go to theredx.com slash podcast, subscribe to our podcast list. That way you'll be notified every time we have a new episode. So uh, without further ado, Jay, let's jump right in. Let's get started here. Um, why don't you kick us off um, with, with, you know, maybe, maybe starting off here with what do you think? A well-rounded lead gen strategy? I mean, whatever you want to get into first, Jay, let's, let's get rolling. Yeah, sounds great, man. Um, so yeah, let me um, let me kind of get give a little background to uh, and context to the conversation because we're going to be talking about two, two different strategies on lead gen. Okay. Uh, one of them being outbound, and then the other one being inbound, right? Mm. Attracting business to you. Um, so several years back, which is really just three years, but it feels like so much more already. I was in Southwest Florida selling a ton of homes. Uh, had a property management company, a lot of fun, uh, but it was one-to-one -one sales mm. and I wasn't building a business. Right. And if you are doing one-to-one -one sales and you're transactional, so really it's, you know, you're only as good as your last deal, then you can feel that pain no matter how many mm -hmm. deals that you're, uh, how many deals you're doing. So um, fast forward, what happened is that um, my wife and I, we have two kids, both adopted, and uh, they were opiate addicted at birth. And we had to make some changes because Southwest Florida, the average age is 65, and they just don't happen to have the services that we needed for our kids. Sure. So we decided to move to Charlotte. And that's when I said, you know what, I'm going to take this show on the road, and I'm going to take make radical changes in my business. So I started diving deep into uh, into the marketing world. And I started doubling and tripling down on my coaching and consulting business. And what I found on the marketing side is that it's not much different than sales. 
Mm. Sales and but people are afraid. Realtors are afraid of marketing because, well, it's hard, right? I mean, you know, yeah. you have a, a website. I mean, how do you compete with everyone else out there? It's sure. really hard to gain traction that way. Um, but we have to diversify our lead sources. And I'm going to show you some, uh, well, talk to you about some effective tips on how to build a good inbound strategy that's going to balance your outbound. Mm. But first, the difference between sales and marketing, what I've really boiled it down to is that sales is more one-to-one -one sales, right? right? More one-to-one -one transactions. But marketing, you can generate so much more leads because it's one-to-many. And that's when you ask yourself, are you building a sales career or are you building a business? Mm. Right? Right. And I love I that. And I, yeah. Yeah. Well, we I love that because that. Um, a lot of people, at least in my mind, I think of marketing as marketing leads to sales. But I love this idea of kind of, of, kind of separating them um, you know, maybe less as a, a transition from marketing to sales and more as a, you know, different strategies of one-to-one -one for sales, one-to-many for marketing. Um, and and yeah, I think that there's a lot of overlap there, but kind of separating them and and viewing them in that different lens, I think is a, is a huge step in the right direction. That's awesome. So anyway, yeah. sorry, I cut you off there, but. <laughs> no, no, that's all right. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a difference between you know just having a sales career and and building a business that right. can be uh, that can bring in business through different marketing channels. Sure. Um, so yeah, so let's um let's look at you know a couple different things here. So first is uh, building a business. What do you need first? Right, twenty twenty two is right around the corner. The yeah. first thing you need is a plan. Now on your plan, I was just doing this with one of my coaching clients today. We just want to go simple, right? Super mm -hmm. simple. So first we identify the goals, right? So how many transactions in your previous year without getting into the weeds? How many transactions did you do? How much money did you make? And then this next year for 2022, how many transactions do you want to make? How much money you want to make, right? right. Simplified. And then the next step for a very, very simple business plan, if you don't have one yet, just identify the three things. That's it. Three things that you need to accomplish and do differently and do really, really well in the first quarter of next year mm. in order to give you momentum to get where you want to be by the end of the year. Does that make sense, Andrew? Absolutely. Um, and, and I love that you said that you made it simple three things and you 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 try to get that done in the first quarter because i think a lot of agents kind of get lost in the weeds making plans revisiting plans um you know revising plans and and they make it more complicated than it needs to be if that's fair to say and so so starting off um at red x we call it start right right you want to make sure that you have everything ready you want to start right so that you don't have to waste time uh reiterating later um so yeah i love that so one identify your goals to identify the three things that you need to accomplish in the first quarter. Perfect. Mm -hmm. What's next? Yep. And then next to keep it really simple, mm -hmm. three lead sources. Mm. What three lead sources are you going to be pursuing to generate business for this next year? And right. you start off with the first 90 days 
It's like, um, and you're right, everyone, we all, not just agents, I mean, like every single one of us, we overcomplicate things, right? If we're not used to doing something and we have to do it for the first time, this is foreign land to us. Mm. So we tend to really get overwhelmed, like, geez, what the heck do I have to do? Like, if I have to do this, we compare ourselves with people who have done this for years and decades. Right. And that's unfair. So we'll look at, okay, well, this person must have like this robust plan and all these details. And I have to think like, what am I going to be doing a year out? I don't even know what's going to happen there. And then what happens? We just don't do anything. We just stop it and drop it. This is what I tell folks to do is create micro habits. A micro habit, that's something like, guess what? You, you haven't gone to the gym in a while. You're not going to go in there and spend two hours. Okay. It's just not going to happen. But if you wake up at the time that you set that you're going to wake up and you walk in that gym and walk right out, guess what? That's a win. Next yeah. day, same time, walk in, do a friggin' push up, right? And then Just walk. I get love it. Some yeah. Momentum. Yeah. That's what we have to do. It's, you know, we might have the knowledge, but we don't take the action. Unless we, unless we can see that we can actually achieve it. Mm. So we have to shift our mindset and know that we can achieve something, that it's reasonable. So that's why we set our targets and we set our sights on the first 90 days rather than looking at what the hell am I going to do this year? Mm. Right? Right. So, so can you get kind of granular with those first 90 days with these first three steps? So you've identified, I think identifying goals from last year and this year, that's maybe not super easy, but the easier part, right? I want to do X transactions. I want to make X amount of money. Can you break down identifying maybe three things? If, if someone listening is, is confused or doesn't know where to start, what three things are, um, or maybe five or six things are good to accomplish in that first quarter or are good goals to set? Yep. So I'll give you the example from a coaching client that I was just on with and the three things that uh, that we went through with him that Perfect. are pretty much universal for most agents. This is something that every agent has struggled with in the past or struggles with right now. Hmm. First one, the big M, baby, mindset. Yes. Mindset. If we don't have like mental health, Come on, guys. Mental health is it's it's critical. It's like it's it's the one disease that is just so underrated. But we all deal with this. Like, you know, I know Red X, you know, we talk about drunk monkeys. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're talking about like literally drunk monkeys that have ammunition, right? They're boom, 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 shooting around in your head. They're telling you things that it, it's not just about can I do this, but it's the imposter syndrome. Sometimes we feel like, okay, do I even deserve this? Mm. Um, so mindset, we have to be intentional about our mindset and we have to be honest with it. So just identify for yourself, what is your biggest obstacle mindset related? Just that one thing, the one biggest obstacle that's mindset related. And then the second thing you have to do with it is just be intentional about protecting that. Hmm. So I'll give you some examples about being uh, being intentional about that. Because look, we when I say we all have mindset issues, myself included, 
Okay. I, I dealt with uh, a serious depression back in 2015 for an entire year. It was awful. Mm. And finally, I get out of that depression. Everyone has different, you know, everybody has different strategies, but I taught myself a very simple thing and it was closing my eyes. And I did this hundreds of times a day, literally at the beginning, close my eyes. And I would just imagine elevator doors opening. It would push all the negative stuff out. And I saw uh, my wife and kids in front of me and there was this white light. I don't know. That worked for me. I yeah. just, just came up with that at that time and it worked for me. Um, but we all have these mindset issues and we have to figure out how to be intentional. So right now what I do is I have 15 minutes that I take in the morning and 15 minutes that I take in the afternoon. And I have intentional meditation time. Mm. Like I need to get my mindset back in order. And that for you might just be a 15 minute break during the day. Maybe right. you're not taking lunch and you're running around, but it's just taking an in intentional time. For some other people, it's doing specific breathing exercises to like calm them down. Mm -hmm. For some other people, it might be needing to say no to things. Because mm -hmm. what happens, you know, everything all of a sudden is a fire. It's a right away situation. You know, you're on. Got to get my sip. Love it. You're prospecting, you're doing your outbound, right? You're, you're in red X, you're in your vortex. And then uh, all of a sudden you get your, uh, your cell phone ringing and it's one of your buyers, you know, your buyer, they need a mailbox key. So they don't have a mailbox key. It's going to happen right now. It's going to happen right now. Look, does it really? No, it doesn't necessarily need to happen right now. Yeah. So if you can get yourself um, in the habit of asking yourself, is that, does this really need to happen now? Or does this really need to even happen by me? Right. All of these things affect our mindset because we get overloaded, overloaded with tasks, overloaded with overwhelming feelings that we're not mm. good enough and that we're not going to be able to survive because we're on the real estate roller coaster. Right. So yeah, that, that's well, back to your point to your point about being intentional is if you can be intentional up front about okay, if there are distractions that come my way, if someone needs a key, if someone needs something right now, being intentional ahead of time about saying like, okay, when that comes up, I'm going to deal with it in this way, then you know, exactly how it's going to happen, how it's going to play out. And I think in time, you'll teach yourself that, um, you know, if, if you have to push something off to later, if you have to be intentional about setting something up later, it's not the end of the world, right? Because I think maybe that's where a lot of people's minds go is, oh, if I don't take care of this now, end of the world, you know, I'm going to disappoint someone, I'm going to upset someone, not always the case. And it's good to teach yourself that. So I love that, Jay. Um, so for the first 30 days, first thing you talked about mindset, being intentional, what's next? Yep. Next thing, uh, which for the coaching client I was just on with, it was database related, mm. right? Database is uh, it's tough for a lot of people because when you get into your CRM, it seems overwhelming. There's so much to do because marketing platforms nowadays, um, you can do just about anything. I mean, with a right. good one, you know, you can text, email, you can do mailers from there. You can create funnel pages. You can uh, you have your calendars. There's so many damn things. So what do we do? We go in 
And we just will spend a few minutes and be like, I don't know how to do this. I don't have time to do this. I mean, does that sound familiar? Yeah, absolutely. I don't have time, don't have time to do this. When am I going to make time to figure this out? I have to go do the other thing. But what happens? The other things that we have to do, right? They end up becoming more important, but organizing ourselves and our business in our database, for example, right? By taking the intentional time to do that, we are planting seeds that are going to yield us fruit for years to come. And it's that that's the stuff that needs to happen now if it's not happening, rather than running away and going to do something else that just seems easier or we think is more important. So that's how that relate. That's how database and your systems relate to your mindset as well and leveraging the activities that you don't need to be doing. Absolutely. And, and I think in the grand scheme of things, taking a few hours in one or two weeks to learn how to master your database, like you said, is going to plant the seeds that will pay off for years and years to come, right? If you want lasting repeat and referral business, you have to nurture your database and you have to figure out an effective, efficient system to do that. So that's fantastic. All right. What's uh, what's number three here? Well, the third thing is your lead source. Mm. You know, I've heard um, I've heard the terminology from one of your coaches before um, talk about lead stack. Yep. And that's a term that I've adopted since. And uh, your lead stack is not just with your outbound prospecting, but it's your lead sources where you're getting your business from. Yes. And it goes this goes back to asking yourself, are you building yourself a sales career? Or are you building mm. yourself a business? Right. Huge difference. And when you build a business, you look at any company out there that's successful. They have marketing channels. They have sales pipelines and processes. Now, we don't have to be complicated like that. We can do things simply, simply, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it, and it really is just honing in what are you going to be doing? What lead source are you going to add in? So maybe you're calling, um, you're calling your client, your past clients, and possibly working for sale by owners. So what other lead generation source are you going to add? And what is the strategy for that? So mm-hmm. it's documenting what those uh, three or four things are that you're going to do to move you forward and be intentional about adding another lead source. Right. Okay. So let's say that an agent is, um, you know, two or three lead sources right now, they like to call expired. They like to do circle prospecting and they try to work their sphere of influence. Um, you know, maybe, maybe helping how, how, how do you think they should organize that? Or maybe what's another one that they should add, or maybe, maybe where should they kind of draw back and say, okay, I'll focus more on these one or two before I get comfortable enough to add more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, the first thing is certainly making sure that you have your systems tight and Mm -hmm. that the lead sources that you're pursuing right now are yielding you good results. Right. You know, don't spread yourself too thin. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's, there's the common phrase, uh, you know, I need more leads. I need more leads. It's like, well, do you, because you just might have either the wrong leads or maybe it's the wrong process. A lot of times we find that it's lack of follow-up and follow-up systems. 
So you might be generating all the leads that you need right now, but ask yourself, how strong are your follow-up systems? If sure. you had to rate, if you had to rate your lead gen, lead nurture, and lead conversion on a scale from one to ten, what would those be? Mm. That's so awesome. Gen- and I, I think going back to 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 your lead stack, I know a lot of agents who count follow up um, as an hour of their lead stack. Right? If they're doing daily prospecting, if they're doing daily marketing, whatever it is. They maybe they call expireds for sell by owners, circle prospecting, and then they follow up with their hottest leads. And I lo- I love that um, you brought that up because that's that's such a vital source of 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 business that I think so many people forget about. And you're right, they 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 blame the lack of leads on their lack of follow up. Yeah, I would always do that. Um, I would have the first three hours just for new lead generation. But then after that, a solid hour of following up on the hottest leads. It's it's it really is. I mean, you have to be aggressive nowadays. I mean, how many times have you lost out on a listing or a buyer is bought with someone else because they tell you, well, uh, call me, call me back in 30 days. Yet usually that means call me back in like 12 hours or less. Because when somebody's, you know, you have to figure out, like, is somebody trying to blow me off or not? Mm. So don't let someone else dictate your lead follow up. You're not an order taker. You know, you're building a business. You just have to understand, are they giving you a reflex? No. Are they pushing you off? Or like, you know, it's, it's our job. It's our job to identify what those objections are and serve them in the best way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, so we've, um, we've, we've got this plan, this three-step plan, right? Identify your goals, identify the three things you need to accomplish in your first quarter and pick your lead sources, break those down and define them. Right. So, so what's next? Let's say we've gotten through these first 90 days. We've pushed through this first quarter. We're feeling good. Um, we've generated some good leads. We're following up how let's move on to maybe how to effectively market yourself with, content or, or, or what is the next step after that 90 day foundation, um, to making the rest of the year as fruitful as possible? Yes, no, that's perfect. Yeah. Once you get, once you get those things down, then your next step is to identify your superpower Mm. and your superpower is where passion meets talent and everyone's different. You know, not all, no, no two realtors are built the same. It might feel that way and we might put ourselves in that bucket, but ask yourself some specific questions. How do you uniquely solve your client's problems? That's important. What makes you different? Compare yourself. Think about a couple of other agents in your market. What makes you different? Because that's why people are hiring you. And that's the tribe, that's the avatar that you want to attract. Those are yeah. the type of clients that you want to work with. Right. Absolutely. So, so, and I, I love this quote. I typed it up. I'm going to show it on screen here. Your superpower is where passion meets talent. I think this is a super powerful phrase, um, a super powerful quote here that people really need to consider. So where, and, and you know, we've got the foundation, we're 90 days in. How would you recommend agents find their superpower or 
or maybe how can they pinpoint what their passion is and where it best aligns with their talent? Yeah, great question. So um, for some people, it's, um, it's volunteering. Mm -hmm. You know, this is where you find your best source of leads. You know, what are you all about? What makes you you? I know for me, uh, for a while, when I was selling actively in Florida, I would get a lot of my business from Rotarians because we happen to love volunteering. We were service minded. So were the people that we were around. We didn't ever have to ask for business. Right. We just always had it coming to us because it's where our passion was. And people knew that we were really good at what we were doing. Right. Because right. we spent a lot of time doing it. And we've had a lot of experience uh, experiences with uh, with other Rotarians. So we get a lot of re referrals. Other um, other ways of passion are uh, in your community. A lot of people love throwing events. See, I'm never, I was never one of those people that wanted to have uh, a bunch of pumpkin pies, give out a bunch of pumpkin pies during Thanksgiving. Sure. But some love doing that. Guess right. what? You got to let people know. Let people know, you know, that baking is your is your superpower. You love baking. Position yourself as the baking agent, right? The pumpkin pie queen or king. Whatever your superpower is, where passion meets talent. You like to golf. You're really good at golf. You're good at networking when you golf. Position yourself as the golf expert. Right. If you're someone who likes to go around and, um, and experience new restaurants in the area, and you want to let other people know about that, right? Just start going out to new restaurants, recording yourself when you're at those new restaurants and start being the ambassador for new businesses. And you'll find so many different, uh, so many different ways to generate leads through that just by connecting people. Yeah. So usually that type of person is a connector. Mm. So if you identify what your superpower is, it really will come naturally where you end up spending your time. Absolutely. And it's, yeah. And I, I love, I love what you said there about uh, naturally where you spend your time, right? What do you enjoy doing in life in or out of real estate? And how can you creatively tie that into real estate and tie that into your real estate identity? Because I think that's what so many agents love about their jobs, right? Real estate agents who are really happy and passionate with their job. It's because they've found a way to basically do their hobbies and do what they love and do real estate along the way, right? It's almost like having fun when you go to work for a living, right? So, so where passion meets talent. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Most of us get into the business because we have this bug for wanting to talk to people and being around right. people. And that's great. So do that a lot and really right. take it to that next level so you can be around the people who you want to do business with and really double down on what the what that specific niche is, you know, with the specific target market that you want to dominate. And then that ties into the content you make, right? Like you said, I'm the baking agent, I'm the golfing agent, I'm, you know, I'm the events agent, um, maybe the family oriented agent, whatever it looks like, that can tie directly into the marketing content so that you create this identity, you create this brand for yourself and use that to reach out, help people and, and even nurture your database and, and follow up with people. So, yeah, absolutely. So I'll give a really, really easy tip to implement okay. for uh, sending out content to your database consistently. Okay. 
Awesome. Once you identify your superpower, right? Something that mm -hmm. you really enjoy doing. Well, it's pretty damn easy to talk about it, right? Or yeah. write down bullet points. And look, if you're scared of video, fine, right? I'll let you off the hook. But you really should be doing at least like just a 60 second video with these things. Think about any topic that is related to your superpower and relevant. Mm. And then all you do is just think about five bullet points, five things. That's it. And if five's too much, three bullet points. Shoot a 60 second video on it and send it out. That's it. Simple. Simple. Or you take those three bullet points and you write three sentences or four sentences about them. It's simple. So if you have, um, I, I noticed in there, a local ski ski club, 400 plus members, right? Mm. So Larry, if you, you, know, you have something that recently happened in the ski world or a recent experience of yours, right? Maybe it ties into real estate, maybe it doesn't. But people would be interested in hearing about it. Just think of three bullet points, send out an email with just uh, a few few sentences or a short video, and it's just consistent content that you're sending out. It doesn't have to be complicated. It just has to be consistent and authentic, not Absolutely. Not and I think, I think the more interested you are in something, the more authentic it comes across, right? If you're an agent who loves to camp, you can send out you know this, this video about the best way to cook a s'more, how to roast a marshmallow, how, the best tents to buy in 2021, you know, whatever it is. If you're an agent who loves to garden, you know, where to plant the garden, all, all the different things. I think pick your hobby, pick your passion, find that superpower. And then, and then you're right. Break down what you love about that specific hobby, about that specific superpower and put it in the video. The video can even turn into a newsletter. It can turn into a Facebook group. It can turn into so many different avenues for you to market yourself. Um, that's fantastic, Jay. I love that. It can turn into a lot of things, but don't think about those things. Just think about the one thing, right? Send it out in an email, right? Mm -hmm. We, 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 we get caught in the weeds too much about like, how do I repurpose content? How do I have this elaborate content plan? You know, like, geez, how am I going to do? Yeah. No kidding. It's overwhelming. Just send out an email, Sure. you know, start slow, just get consistent. Andrew, you're good at this uh, thing. You know, you should probably do some podcasting. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> thanks, Jay. Hey, Jay, we are getting low on time here for our, our episode today, but I want to give you the last word here. Um, we've talked about so many amazing things. So please, if, if, if anyone is catching the replay of this, if anyone missed the first part of this episode, you want to catch back up, please do. So we've talked about identifying goals what you want to accomplish, right? The first 90 days and then finding your superpower, finding where your passion meets talent and, and using that to market yourself. Anything else you want to leave with our audience today, Jay? Yeah, um, I would say on the marketing side, right? It's very simple. It doesn't have to be overcomplicated. So funnels, right? Business okay. funnels, bringing in, bringing in leads, marketing funnels, right? Um, just think A, B, C, D. That's it. A, B, C, D. Attract, build, and convert, right? Same thing as sales. You're attracting new business, right? Attracting leads to your superpower, who you are. You're building relationships with them by nurturing them. And then you're converting them, converting them into leads or converting them into new business. 
The D is driving the traffic, right? That's with your content. That's with everything else that you put out. So with funnels, um, I was talking to you earlier, Andrew, about funnels and fire, which yeah. is um, I built high converting sales funnels for real estate agents, influencers, property managers. And um, we've taken a lot of that content and we've uh, and we've built out a company that we've just recently launched and we're bringing this to the real estate world. And um, right now we have a little little landing page to book a discovery call. Uh, while we're launching, and that's funnelsandfire.com. And uh, we're really excited about it because we're helping tons of real estate agents generate more leads and more sales uh, through marketing efforts. So it's a lot of fun. Awesome. And I think that that's a great way to integrate what we've talked about throughout this whole episode of finding your passion, finding your superpower. And then this is a really tactical way of doing the marketing, right? one to many, not just sales one to one, but one to many through these funnels, getting the content out there and making sure that that it you know funnels down into that sale. So fantastic, Jay. Well, please everyone go check out that landing page. Um, like Jay said, it's it's still up and coming, but but at least that way they'll get on, you know, some email lists and they'll get some more information when it comes, right, Jay? Yep. Yep. Um, we had someone who wanted us to repeat A, B, C, D. We've got it up on screen here attract, build, convert, and drive. So amazing there. Uh, Glenda, if you want to rewatch this episode, you can catch it on YouTube uh, where you're at right now. You can catch it on Facebook, um, wherever you need to. Jay, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been such an amazing episode. Um, I can't wait to, to have you back on. And uh, yeah, we'll be in touch about that. For anyone who is watching, who wants to see more from Jay, just Google the Red X podcast with Jay Baruby. We have so many other episodes. Is there any other content you want to direct them to on your end, Jay? Nope, nothing for now. All right, sounds good. Well, we will um, get people watching some of those other Red X podcast episodes. So thank you again, Jay. I've got just one last announcement for our audience today. Uh, today's episode will be the last episode of the Red X podcast that I will be hosting. Uh, I'm headed on to explore some new opportunities outside of Red X, but I just wanted to thank the audience. Uh, they've been, and, and thank all of our amazing guests like Jay, who I have interviewed for making this such a wonderful experience for me. I'm gonna miss it, but we have plenty of good things in store. Uh, the podcast is, is gonna keep on going with our other hosts like Haley and Robert, maybe some new faces down the road. So please, please, please like and subscribe on YouTube. Um, follow us on Facebook and tune in every Thursday for new episodes at 1.30 Mountain Time. That's 3.30 Eastern. Jay, thank you again for joining us today and sharing so much valuable information. Uh, we will see everybody else next Thursday. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. See you guys. See you later.